is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk is rough. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. And I'm Jerry. And this is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. How are we doing, guys? Wonderful, guys. How are you? Great. Just yeah. great. Excellent. Yeah. You know, normally we start the show off and we chit-chat a little bit or we have a question or something, what's going on. But because we're giving away a T-shirt or two this episode, look at that gilding back there. Or three. Or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just present our three bands and we'll revisit Heaven and Hell and we'll give away some T-shirts and uh, maybe uh, win over some new fans. How about that? That would be great. All right. Let's do it. Okay, Jim. Why don't you uh, tell us what you got for us this week? Okay, so the band I have is called The Rassle. It's two brothers, Blair and Reed Van Nort. They're originally from Austin, Texas, now currently residing in New York. And I hadn't heard of these guys before, but um, evidently they've, they've garnered some press. So the album came out in November of last year. So long ago. Was it three months? <laughs> uh, begin, beginning, of, uh, beginning of November. And uh, I found these guys on Reverb Nation, just doing a random listen. And I had, uh, they, they allow you to set various parameters in there, right? So I had pop, hard rock, metal. And it was just band after band of everything that sounded the same. Like, the pop songs were killing me. So I had to go in there and change the parameter, take all the pop out. Right. It was in a bad way, folks. They weren't killing him in a good way. <laughs> yeah, not killing me in a good way. Uh, they weren't killing it. So it was, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's all, it's all the kind of pop music I really hate, you know? Um, Ooh. and so, so it was kind of hard rock and, <laughs> and metal and the, everything just sounded the same. You know, all the metal right. bands had that kind of death vocal going on that, uh, in your face, double bass drum, and it was just kind of song after song like that. And then the hard rock, uh, for whatever reason, everything sounded like Nickelback. Yeah, and it was uh, just driving Under me a little. Under the hard rock filter? Under the <laughs> yeah. hard rock filter? Nickelback? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, going on, folks. But it was just it was just driving me a little nuts. And then this song Twenty One came on by this band, The Rassle, and I just loved it. And it, it was sounded completely original, completely different. Didn't sound like anybody else. And uh, uh, reached out to these guys, found out that uh, their song on SoundCloud, the song we're going to hear tonight, Roll On, uh, racked up 175,000 streams. That's great. That's, that's impressive. Yes. Yeah. That's just extremely impressive. I was like wondering, where, where have these guys been? Mm. Uh, they've been covered in Nylon, Interview Magazine, Noisy, The Fader, T-Magazine, Flaunt. So they've got some press. Uh, they've been kind of named as one of the bands to watch in, in 2018, although now we're in 2019. And uh, I'm just grateful I found them because uh, I, I kind of fell in love with, with their stuff. It was uh, just hmm. so so unique. And, and it just uh, kind of set them apart from the crowd and everything else I was hearing that day. So Very cool. Well, what do you say we give them a listen? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right.
All right, that's Roll On. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty catchy. Yeah, a little little poppier than the uh, other song I heard. The other song was a little little more a uh, little more rocking, a little more a uh, little more guitarish, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this album was produced by a guy named John O'Mahony, who worked with both Metric and The Kills, two bands I happen to really like, right. and uh, I think it was a good choice for these guys. Yeah, that song I I don't know uh, something a little rem- reminiscent of maybe like New Order. I don't know. I heard a little bit of that yeah, in there. To, me, that, like, to but, me, the guitar is in excess, totally. That that stuff is in excessy very there's, much, there's and I a, like it. A lot of layers in there. That's the whole thing. Yes. That's why it was yeah. good is because it was not a, a lot of pop songs are, are thin. Yeah, the vocals take yeah, me yeah. somewhere else, though, and I haven't mm-hmm. come up with it yet. Yeah, yeah. Very good, Jim. Yeah. I love it. Kind of, kind of dreamy, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. And I like these guys, so we'll, we'll throw a link in there. Please check them out. Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff, Jim. Yeah. Right. I like it. Well, you know, I, I always seem to pick bands with names of people I can't uh, pronounce. <laughs> and, and I didn't want to disappoint this week. <laughs> Lay it on, Frank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the name of the band that I'm going to present to you today is called Hardware 86. Uh, they're from Norway. And, and there's, there's two gentlemen who uh, consist of this band, uh, Sigurd Eckel and Rune Alberg Alsted. And um, fantastic well, Scandinavian. Well done. That's well, fantastic <laughs> Scandinavian. I think. Names, brother. Well, well done. These guys started <laughs> as a uh, study project at the uh, Norwegian University of Technology and Science. Well. And uh, the, the EP they have out right now is called Arena. And basically, they have a love for 80s rock. And um, who doesn't take you back to the synthesizers and they, they yeah. dare you to find music with thicker sounding guitars. And uh, this album, uh, the whole thing is pretty good. But this particular song that we're going to listen to um, is called Arena. And um, it's got, like I say, 80 synths and guitars. Uh, the EP, again, released way last year, Jim, on 122118. Oh, that <laughs> And uh we're going to play this song called Arena. They're, they are available on CD Baby, iTunes, Bandcamp. They're on Spotify. So if this song uh, moves you like I think it might, you can check out their other music. But right here is Hardware 86 and Arena.
Well, that's a taste of uh, Hardware 86. Yeah, Arena. boy. Now, if that don't take you back to the 80s. Uh, Nothing I... does, folks. <laughs> I think that 86 in their name was like perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because it sounds like 1986. Yeah, right. It's not 82, yeah. Jim. You're right. <laughs> 86 is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. You know, I normally, you know, you're talking about how you pick a song and, and you actually found these guys on Bandcamp. And I, I always filter hard rock because I like the more of the grungier rock you know, garage sound and raw and everything. But I popped this one in and right away, you know, the synthesizers, I'm like, oh, synthesizers, man, that's yeah. not for me. But those guitars kicked in. I'm like, when the power chords kick in, yeah. life is wonderful. I'm like, all right, I'm back to right out of high school type of thing, you know, looking for a job and everything else and cruising <laughs> in my Camaro and all that. And, you know, I really enjoyed the song though. Sorry guys, wifey's home. All right. Love you. <laughs> very good sorry, sorry. What, um, <laughs> Laura gets an honorable mention what is yes. it about European hard rock bands that they feel the need to have a synthesizer and such a it's and such a synthesizer that is so in your face yeah to me to me <laughs> yeah. Jim that's the setup that's the setup you come in with that synth and you're thinking okay technos and then they bombard you with some fat power chords I love it I I love it <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, it had its time. I'm glad you love it. Uh, it did have its time, but, yeah. you know. I was talking about this with Frank. You know, when I think of a hard rock band, I think of, like, kind of the Aerosmith setup. You know, like, two guitars, bass, drums, maybe a lead vocalist or somebody who sings, you know, leads. And uh, I'm, I'm good without the synthesizer. But you know what? <laughs> In 1986, you probably, you know, couldn't get on the radio uh, unless you had one at that time, because every time, every year when the new technology came out, you, you remember when Judas Priest started playing with synthesizer guitars and then Iron Maiden was doing it. And it's just a, it's it's what's in at that moment. Now, these guys went mm -hmm. backwards mm -hmm. in time. And mm -hmm. and you're right. Norway. This is their thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, not a bad song. I mean, uh, it, it it's. Typical melodic hard rock, mm. 80s melodic hard rock. I think if you're a fan of the genre. Did you think of the band Europe at all? Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. <laughs> I, Frank, I hate to say this, but when those opening chords come in, it totally reminds me of Tom Petty, quit jamming me. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's, no, no, no. Yeah. But I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a big Europe fan. No, no. So, um, oh, and, they blew up. Remember how they blew up, guys? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because of the Ooh. final countdown. The final right. countdown. <laughs> well, because yeah, of MTV. They toured and released another album. To me, if you can release an album, have a hit, and tour, and release another album, you know, you're above the cut a little bit, at least. Well, it's kind of sad when a band's uh, longevity is two albums. You know, uh, hey, you know you in know, the old days. How many, how many one hit wonders do we know? Uh, you know? There's some that don't even put out albums. You're right. They just put out singles, but that, that was the mm -hmm. 70s. You know, but. Uh, he referenced he referenced making love in an elevator, and it instantly brought thoughts of Aerosmith. Aerosmith to an elevator, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but you know. okay, not the most original to Jim, um, and it's not. Uh, I, I, think I, it's, I think it's well produced, and, yes. and this, uh, as yeah. far as engineering sounds great. Yeah, and I think for the goal that they're going after, for a time period piece, they nailed it. it. They nailed yep. it. Yep, absolutely. Yep, so. absolutely. All right, well, that is Hardware 86, and they're on Facebook, and um, they're also, like I said, all the other spots I told you about, iTunes, CD Baby, 
uh, Spotify. You can stream them. Check it out. Uh, some of their other stuff, I, I didn't think it was as in your face as this particular song, but this one grabbed me from the get-go because I got a, you got a big smile on my face when I listened to it. Yeah. Great uh, great drum sound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? All right, Jerry. What do you got for us this week? A uh, little change of pace. I got uh, David Woodard from Nashville. Uh, a solo guy. Uh, good stuff. Little beatly. Little... Uh, his bio states that he, he didn't know Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings. <laughs> so, so then he listens to his dad's and his aunt's Beatle records, and that influenced him, encouraged him to pick up the guitar. Now, he has an EP or a single released in December, way back in December, Frank. Way back like then. Like you say, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, uh, Waiting for Christmas. And that's that's good. But then he came out with an EP called I, I Used to Be Cool in November of 18. So just <laughs> last a week before last Thanksgiving, right. I used to be, and I used to be cool is a fantastic song. It's got great slide in it. It's a wonderful video on YouTube. Uh, the guy's got a wonderful voice. Uh, let me go over stuff real quick. We got David Woodard, the artist on guitars, vocals, and production. We've got Michael Spears, Tommy Holland, and Gabe Wicks on bass through various songs, different bass players. We got Bobby Colbert who plays slide on used to be cool. I don't know if it's going to be in our clip, but it's great slide reminds me kind of like Rod Price from fog hat, very oh. haunting, good slide in a short song. Uh, we got Brad Chrysler, uh, mastering consultation. I don't know what mastering consultation means. You guys can hook me up on that. <laughs> We've got his brother. I'm assuming it's Noah Woodard who does the video and it's a fantastic video on YouTube. Guys, look it up. David Woodard. I used to be cool. Uh, co- oh, I'm the, sorry. Go the ahead. video no. is great. You go ahead. It is. It's a yes. fantastic video. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, the songs on it are you know we didn't know I used to be cool. Chase after me. Every broken dream and help, which is a remake of the Beatles song. Obviously, help. And it's a nice little EP. I like it. It's wonderful. Awesome. It's wonderful stuff. Yeah. Before I play it, I want to I want to let you guys know I reached out to David before Christmas because I found his Christmas song on CD Baby. And I actually wanted to play it on our show before Christmas. And David didn't have an email contact through CD Baby. And so I kind of searched and searched. And finally, I sent him a message through there. Um, This is contact the artist type of deal. But there wasn't a direct email. So he Mm -hmm. didn't get it until after Christmas. And he was Uh nice enough. He said, hey, I'm really sorry. Would have loved to have my song played. So then he threw this at us. And uh, I like this. Just the Christmas song is great, too. If you get a chance, look it up on YouTube. Um, Very talented guy. Uh, Very. But I want to let every artist know, if you're on any page whatsoever, CD Baby, Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, put your contact information, splatter that stuff all over the place so goofs like us can find it and get you some exposure. (laughs) Maybe even I can find it. If Jerry can find it, you know you're in. Anybody can. (laughs) (laughs) And for for crying out loud, be responsive. You know, the last, uh, uh, the rassle got back to me in, like, within minutes. You know, it was (laughs) Last radio was pretty fast, yeah. Yeah, a lot lot of bands have been really good, and others, you know, um, don't, don't, you don't hear about it from it at all. And when you finally do, you're three, four shows into it. And I've lost mm-hmm. interest at this point. So we've got plenty of bands in the cash waiting to, to be played. So mm-hmm. kind of snooze, you lose guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, I used to be cool from David Woodard.
Well, that is some pretty mm. catchy stuff. Mm. Love the slide. I'm glad it was in that little clip. Frank. Yeah. Thank you. Love that slide. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that had a little bit of everything. Mm. A, a really cool bass line. And the Great jangle. bass tone. Yes. And come and comes in under three minutes, Jim. And yeah. it's very important. Two forty one, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing there's nothing on heaven and hell that I think is no. under four uh, minutes. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but you know what? They get a pass. I'm sorry. But there's only they, eight songs. They yeah. Certainly do get a pass. <laughs> um that yeah, that that's a very catchy tune with uh like I said, I love the bass line. Um oh. what I liked the almost immediately was the sounds of the drums because you had a you had your jingly jangly guitars you know i was gonna say frank it's very jangly it is and jangly, i love it and, but you know right, Jim? <laughs> that That's has right. a place and that shows his beetle influence and, and yes. sound along with his the backing vocals and everything yes. but then the, those drums come in and it's modern and well recorded they, they did a good job um when they consulted with their mastering technician, obviously. Mastering consultation, yeah. I still, you guys can explain <laughs> that one to me. Yeah. Now that was that was good. <laughs> I, I look forward to hearing some more. What else has he got out there, Jerry? Uh, I got the uh, Waiting for Christmas, and then this EP, I Used to Be Cool. It's got five songs on it. That's what I found. Very good. Very good. And, uh, again, David, we appreciate you getting back to us. Yeah, thank you, David, very much. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, guys, that was um, three different styles of music today. We had some 80s flair. We had uh, some pure pop from Jim. And then I don't even know how to categorize. Power pop, man. Power that's, pop. That's some power yeah. pop. Uh, power uh, pop? Europe is power pop? Nah, I'm I, I, would call it, I would call it power pop. Although, yeah. um, you, you, here's my thing about power pop. So you can get three power pop fans in a room and they will all disagree on what is and what isn't power have pop. A, good point probably good have point. A, yeah you know a rumble about that yeah but to, to me that's that's power pop but cool i like it yeah good stuff great great tune uh great lyrics and uh oh i love it look yeah. look up the video because it's funny yeah oh yeah i used to be cool it's video great. oh yeah it's a great video yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like us <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, there's a there's a watch it folks I'm telling you yeah. there's, there's, there's a moment go, in the that's us <laughs> moment in the video where he's buying a, a minivan and I, I was just having like flashbacks Turn and me driving my kids yeah. around in a van yeah. <laughs> thinking there's no way to be cool in a minivan uh, well you know oh, you can certainly guy. try <laughs> uh, yeah you can try to be cool roll down the window hang your arm out but you're still in a minivan you're bro still in a minivan, <laughs> still in a minivan baby yep. <laughs> all right guys i tell you what before we get into uh heaven and hell um why don't we give away some t-shirts let's do it all right i've been looking forward to this yeah you know um we've we've been slowly gathering a you know a small rumble of fans and followers we greatly appreciate it and we want to you know give back a little bit so thank you everybody yeah so i'll tell you what you want to go first jerry and uh what we've all done here, so everybody knows, is uh, each of us have taken a portion of the social media and our followers and put some names in a hat, and we're going to pull a name out each. Uh, I think I've got um, YouTube. I think, Jerry, you're on Facebook, and Jim, mm-hmm. you're Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, um, hey, there was no disclosure. Uh, family and friends were eligible. We're, we, we're not going to worry about that. Uh, uh, we didn't give any T-shirts away beforehand, so... Uh, if if somebody gets one and you know 
you, you want to contest that winning, uh, write to Jerry Oberg at <laughs> JFJ Show. Gmail. At gmail.com. Yep. yep. All right, Jerry, go yep. ahead. Okay, folks. I have all my names in a hat in my Packer hat that are not playing football for <laughs> this year. That's one hat ready that's to out, watch that's football. Out to, that's out to Todd and Debbie. Right yeah. There. yeah. <laughs> okay. Say nice, nice little dig. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I've got Gail Kimball Barrios. All right, right there. Gail. Here you are, Gail. All right, Gail. Gail Kimball from high school, our friend. So you're going to need to get a husband, Gail. Jim. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Gail. Awesome. It's a shout out to Gail. Make sure you. Uh, out to Gail. Love you. Love you very much, Gail and Jim. Yeah. If you uh, want to get a hold of that T-shirt, you've got several ways of doing it. Since you happen to know us, you can get a hold of us or you can write us at jfjshow at gmail.com with your address and we'll mail it out to you. Um, if not, you know, drive down the street and see Jerry you know, or Jim right. or myself. <laughs> No, isn't uh, she closer to you? Um, yeah, she's not too far, not no. too far. I think we're all we're in the middle. See, I'm out in the boonies, and we're kind of in the middle of everything. So, mm-hmm. all right, so yeah. I'll go ahead. And Love you, Gail. My hat is actually a wrestling mask. Yeah, of Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Los Angeles of Anaheim. All right. <laughs> Worst name in baseball. <laughs> yes. Oh, if they've got to change that sometime, they're probably going to move oh, to Pacoima and you still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they're 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 in a battle with their stadium to oh. find somewhere else. So, all right, out of the hat. <laughs> what I get here, we have oh. um, Gabriel Ponce or Ponce. Oh. Don't know who you are. Yeah. That's not a family or friend of mine. No. So congratulations, Gabriel. Get a hold of us. Let us know what t- size T-shirt you wear, and we'll get it out to you free oh. of charge. Uh-huh. All right, Jim, you're up. Okay, here we go. So these are our Instagram followers. And uh, I'll hold it up high so I can't. What type of hat? And what hat are you sporting? Uh, this is La- Los Angeles Football Club. Soccer. What the eight? Yeah, soccer. Oh. Oh, it's yeah. soccer. soccer, baby. Hey, if Americans aren't good at it, it's not a sport, Jim. I'm sorry. Hey, it's the most popular sport <laughs> in the world, <laughs> oh, and, and we won't so, embrace it. So here we have N Curiel Zero okay. at Instagram, and I believe that is uh, one of the one of the guys from Glass Radio. I think That's so. That's Nate, the vocalist and guitarist from Glass Radio. All so right. Nate, <laughs> get in touch with us. But hey, here's the deal, Nate. You're going to have to wear the shirt at one of the shows. There you go, and Nate. We want to you see it on YouTube. Parts, you said so. Nate <laughs> Glass Radio. You want a JFJ Conspiracy T-shirt? Rock uh, on, dude. That's pretty good. And as time goes on, uh, if you didn't win this time, don't worry. There will be more uh, contests and uh, giveaways, giveaways in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck we'll, yeah. We've got some yeah. uh, some it's things cooking, and, and we'll see what we're going to do in the future. But uh, don't give up, folks. Don't give up. No, Gildan. Gildan. The best cotton out there, folks, I'm telling you. Before we get in, I know we you said know. we weren't going to talk, but we've zipped along here so fast tonight. Um, did either one of you catch Greta Van Fleet on Saturday Night Live? I did not. Didn't stay up that late when it happened, mm-hmm. but watched it on YouTube. What? Was, okay. Uh, Cindy and I watched it and um, immediately... Uh, was trying to figure out what the lead singer was wearing. It looked like a 
woman's outfit of some kind. Uh, throwback to the seventies had some frills yeah, yeah, on it and some gauchos even. or something. I, I don't Early know. Early stuff, some leather, <laughs> some, some leather yeah. stuff that's cut in strands, like, you know, yeah. that moves. And, well, the like first moccasins. song they played, and I can't tell you the name of it cause I'm not a fan of theirs. Uh, there was no, no hook to that song whatsoever. And, uh, we sat there and, you know, we both sat there with open minds to, to watch this new, no, you didn't. Great upset. Oh no, no, we did. Because <laughs> you know what? Sat there with an open mind at eleven thirty on a Saturday night. Well, I actually didn't watch it. I watched it at nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> After two cups of coffee. So, okay. <laughs> but the first song had no hook whatsoever. We literally we sat there and then we looked over at each other and she's like, "Pass, forget it, go." You know, usually oh, with Saturday Night Live has bands on now because it's rap or it's something else. To, as, yeah. yeah, as soon as it comes on, ten seconds into it. Fast forward. I gave this one almost a minute and kept waiting for it to kick in. And it never did. It never did it for me. Mm. The second song, and I get I don't know their music. The second song, I'm I'm guessing it's from their their new album or whatever. A lot more of the same thing. It was more had an acoustic guitar to it. A little bit more of a melody. But I gave that one maybe a minute and a half. And then we we fast forwarded. So what was your take, Jerry? Well, I bought the album way a long time ago. Haven't listened to it since. Yeah. I follow them on Instagram, and they're doing a huge tour. They did Europe. Mm-hmm. They're doing everywhere. Uh, they're nominated for a Best New Band or some type of stuff on the Grammys. Uh, it, you know, very Zeppi. They get a lot of heat from sounding Zeppi. But if you play a Gibson SG, and, and you got a deep drummer with some beat and a good bass player and a singer with a high voice, somebody's going to say that. To me, it's original. To, it's three brothers and their friend. Mm-hmm. The Kiska Brothers, uh, vocals, bass, and guitar. And the drummer, I think, is Danny Wagner, who plays a beautiful Ludwig. But uh, to me, it's good. You, you, To me, you have to be in that mood. In other words, when they first broke, it could be over a year now. I'm not really sure. But I loved it. When I first heard the first song, I loved it. They had an EP out with four songs. And that that's was good. And then, oh, so you like the EP? I like the, the EP. The album fell flat for me. Okay, I haven't yeah. heard the album yet. Yeah. Like, and, and Extra songs, yeah. My my. My point is, if this is the state of rock and roll, uh, we got issues, folks, because there's got yeah, you know, got to be more out there than this, yeah. you know. I mean, granted, what have we said before? There's only twelve notes. There's only you know, you can only do so much. Yeah, but you know, and, and I don't. I'm sure I'm going to get lots of hate from people because they are the it thing right now, but. Uh, that did not move me at all. So I'm, I was a little disappointed. Not to mention that the rest of the show pretty much stunk anyways, too. You know, I, that's besides the point. I haven't seen Saturday well, Night Live in decades. It's garbage. Garbage. <laughs> yeah, when you, when you said Saturday decades. Night Live, I'm trying to remember the last time I watched it, maybe 86. I don't know if you heard or not, Jim, but uh, J- uh, John Belushi passed away. So anyways. Yeah. yeah. Chevy Chase of the show. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Uh, Bill Murray had a good movie. <laughs> I said eight, I said eighty six. Oh, oh, I said seventy six. And I don't even. Oh, Joe Piscopo, maybe. Huh? I don't know. Eddie Murphy's uh, not yeah. on there anymore. Yeah, I don't but, remember. Oh, I, yeah, Eddie, Eddie Murphy was on at that point. I, think. I love that. Yeah. But no, that's all I wanted to. I wanted to get your guys' take. And if you haven't, I don't know if you've heard their music uh, off the new album, Jim, or not. But I was curious what you guys thought. You know, we talked about it being Zeppelin esque before, and I was kind of disappointed. Yes, it is, you know. But- you know, we should do it a Academy or a, a Grammy show, and just who did they nominate in the top? Who's the top nominations in the rock category, and see what we get? Yeah, I'm almost uh, afraid to look it up. 
Yeah. No, I have no I, idea. I, hate the, I, I don't watch any of it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, when a Taste of Honey won Best New Band over the Cars in 1979, so I uh, gave it like, Oh, no. What about when Jethro Tull won the best heavy metal song heavy over metal. Metallica? Uh, yeah. When was that? Yeah. I don't know. So I, 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 when when yeah. Taste of Honey won Best New Band is over when, the I stopped, when I stopped caring. Oh, you care? That's cared. when I was all like, oh, this is bogus. Oh, and some no. of the cars were in the audience. They did little camera shots on them. Mm-hmm. I'm going, this is it. This is it. And the winner is Taste of Honey. With get down. <laughs> boogie, oogie, oogie. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, uh, someone someone had asked me if we would do a show on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and get, take our take on it, and I said, well, you know, we can't even censor ourselves to talk about no, that because no, no. Um, it, it's a farce and a fallacy, and why, why would we waste anybody's time to talk about it? Mm-hmm. You know, That's why we do this podcast, yeah. because we talk about yeah. what we want no, to talk don't about. Get us, don't get me going on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll see me and chuckling. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-mm. All right, mm-hmm. well, let, let's move ahead, fellas. Um, Heaven and Hell. This was my pick. Yes. And um, yes. April 25th, 1980. And uh, junior uh, year. Junior woo, woo, year woo. in high school. And me being a devout Black Sabbath fan, I was crushed when at the end of that tour of, of uh, Never Say Die, uh, I found out Ozzy had been kicked out of the band. And there can be no more Black Sabbath. Ozzy was Black Sabbath. His voice was synonymous with what Black Sabbath sound was all about. And so I heard about this album coming out, Heaven and Hell, and um, thought, eh, you know. I didn't know at that time it was going to be Ronnie James Dio, of course. But I just, eh, they've got this new album coming out. We'll we'll check it out. Yeah, we'll see yeah. how it is. And um, dare I say it's their best album? If you if you take their debut out, if you take Black Sabbath debut out, you think their first album's better than Heaven and Hell? Uh, it it was because it was so different at the time. Mm. Heaven and Hell is to me, uh, the three guys: Bill Ward on drums, Geezer Butler on bass, Tony Omi. They got a rejuvenating pill or something when Dio entered. Because yeah, if you listen, if you go Never Say Die and put in, uh, you know, uh, Heaven and Hell. It doesn't even sound like the same band. No, well, Geezer used to write all the lyrics, right? Okay. Geezer was the main lyric writer, and Ozzy only sang exactly the same riff that Tony Iommi was playing. He never sang a melody. If you listen to their old songs, he's I am Iron Man, just the same mm-hmm. as whatever whatever the riff is. That's how he's singing. Ronnie James Dio comes in and brings a whole other dimension to this band oh, with, with <laughs> his kings and queens and his It's always stuff. dragons and the realm. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. Dragons yeah. and the realm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's good. That album. that uh, I, That's an album that I listen to the, to this day on a regular basis. So what did you think, Jim? Uh, I agree 100%. <laughs> absolutely. Their best, best Black Sabbath album. album, Jim? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absa flogging lutely. Yeah. Uh, I was blown away when this came out. I was never yeah. a big Sabbath fan. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew the hits, right? right. Uh, anything that wasn't kind of played on the radio when I'd hear it, I was kind of really lukewarm on it at best. I was never a big fan of Ozzy's voice. And when I heard Ronnie James Dio was going to be the oh, singer, my. I thought, because I loved Rainbow. Yeah. You know, I thought like, <laughs> well, this could be good. And I remember hearing Neon Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, holy cat! I was like, yep. "Man, this is Sabbath. Yeah, this is Sabbath. This is 
fantastic. <laughs> Whole other dimension. Absolutely yeah, they fantastic. They got a fusion of rock and roll is what mm-hmm. they got. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and, and having somebody, you know, you talked about Geezer Butler writing the lyrics. Uh, something he later said he never really enjoyed doing. Mm-mm. No, it was out of And you could tell. Yeah. Because. Um, kind of dark. Yeah. Uh, so much better. Yeah. With yeah. Dio writing the lyrics, man. I, I think it just gave the band a shot in the arm. I think yes, they played they played better than they had ever sounded uh, than they had better than they had ever played. They, they sounded better. There's, uh, the songwriting just improved a thousand percent. I thought uh, reading up on it today was kind of interesting. Uh, Geezer during the recording of that you guys may have read this was going through a divorce, so he wasn't there at the beginning of the recording process, and Jeff wow. Nichols was sitting in on bass who he later became their keyboard player. Wow. But this cat named Craig Gruber, Gruber, he claims that's his bass on that record because they went to the the record company, went to Tony and said, hey, you know, we have to find a new bass player. We have to get this record done. And Tony says, I don't want a session player. I need someone who's going to be here. And, you know, Geezer will get here, but. In the meantime, I don't. I just don't want a session player. So they hired this other guy, this Craig Gruber guy, who was going to be, I guess, the touring bass player. And he did yeah, all. It, he claims that's his bass. Geezer claims he went in and redid everything. But if you listen to it, it sounds like Geezer to me. He has a, such a distinct say. style. Yeah, of bass sounds Geezer to me. Yep. Yeah, three hundred percent. But uh, you know that was a bad time because because uh, Bill Ward was battling alcoholism he says he doesn't even remember recording the album oh wow you know and he was well, he could sure play good drums on it oh, he was a heavy drummer <laughs> he was replaced later and drinker apparently <laughs> <laughs> but but they you know uh produced by martin birch who he was with rainbow and deep purple and he produced iron maiden and and white snake oh, and had he done any weights. had he yeah. done any sabbath before that I don't recall any Sabbath because I, I was trying to remember who their producers were, and um, I don't remember seeing his name before that. Because, I could uh, be wrong. I'd have to look it up, though. I never, I never paid attention to who produced this. And when I saw Martin Birch, I was, uh, I was like, oh, holy cat, yeah. Iron Maiden. You know, that was yeah. Iron Maiden. First that's, thing that came to my mind. Yeah, that's the name that, that we thought of. But what a what a heavy up now. There's another another story with the actual song Heaven and Hell. Um, at the end of that song where it kind of goes into the interlude or whatever it's called on the outro, radio stations refused to play that because that was like two minutes or whatever, a minute and a half of an outgoing slow portion of the song. And they always cut it off and went into another tune. And Black Sabbath was furious over that because they thought that acoustic part at the end was such an important part to that song. Mm-hmm. Now, if you listen to it on the radio, you never hear the outro at all. Yeah. You never hear the outro. Good. Yeah. So did they did they release a radio edit or something like no, that? No, that was or? the whole thing. It wasn't. It was just cut off. And it was just cut off by back the Back in those stations, days, homeboy just picked up the needle, huh? Yeah. <laughs> or they cued in another song. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, but I, I had seen Rainbow maybe the year or year and a half prior to that. Loudest concert I'd ever been to. Um, I think it was Pat Travers and Rainbow. <laughs> oh, Pat and, Travers and Rainbow. Wow. Yeah, and was just rock. blown away by Ronnie James Dio. Uh, radi- radioactive tour, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, it made radioactive. And well, that was, oh, not, Jim if Cole. I remember correctly, that was the one that uh, Jolyn Turner sang on. The one before that. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. 
and it and Pat Travers played, you know, I think he had Boom Boom Out of the Lights and a smoke snorting whiskey and a few other tunes. And he yeah, only played for a half cocaine, hour. Yeah. 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 But Ronnie James Dio just blew me away. Oh. And then I didn't get to see the Heaven and Hell tour, but I went to Mob Rules. And mm. what a what a show. And then years later, uh took my son Dominic and and Gino also to see Heaven and Hell. Uh and oh. I want to tell you this story because this is like a thing of fatherhood that it will be a lifelong regret. This is a great con Irvine Meadows. And you know, the ins and outs of getting into the park <laughs> in Irvine Meadows. Oh yeah. Forget it. Right. Okay. And I've got a big, at this time, a Ford F one fifty. we pull in and you know, there's one small way out and I park in a angle so that I can get out real quick, go in Queensryche opens up the show with Jeff, oh, wow. uh, Jeff Tate. Still. Jeff Tate. Yeah. Awesome show. Next comes Alice Cooper. What a show. What a show. Now, in my head, Heaven and Hell hasn't come out yet. I'm thinking, I got to get out of this parking lot. I'm, gonna get, I'm not going to get home till 2 o'clock no! in the morning. Watch right. the whole show up until the encore, which was Neon Nights. Ah! And I'm grabbing my boys going, let's go, let's go. My boy's oldest is 26 years old, or going to be 26 years old, and I still hear about it to this day. I'm He's the guy. He's looking at you like, what, what's with you, old man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of those regrets that you have you can't take back. And oh, as we're running out of there to the parking lot, you can hear it playing. You hear it. You know? Oh, no. And, you know. So, Dominic, if you're, if you're watching or listening, I'm sorry, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> these things Dominic. happen. Yeah. Uh, that's terrible. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome performers, all of them. And even then, great. at that point, when Ronnie James Dio was, he had cancer at that time. He was already ill. He was already, but he still put on a great show. He always, yeah, he always looked a little pale and thin. Yeah. But, you know, I thought it's because you need all that energy for them vocal cords. Because <laughs> he, 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 he would just own it. Yeah. That dude owned it yeah. from day one. And, and they, broke, singer. they broke up the first time over a fight over that live album they put out. Um. Because Ronnie James Dio wanted his vocals louder, and Tony Omni wanted his guitar louder. Guitar louder, and they yeah. were going back and forth behind each other's back into the studio and raising the volumes up, Change, changing the mix. And, wow, I had heard that. That did him in, yeah. So mm. the the later years, Dehumanizer and a few of those other albums, they're good, but they're not great. They're not Heaven and Hell. Oh, Heaven and Hell is classic. No. But see, mm. how lucky were we? What else did we get? Mm. If you were an Aussie fan, we got Blizzard of Oz. And we got Diary of a Madman and a whole nother career that took off that, you know. And I thought Ozzy was much better without those guys. He was. Same here. To he me, was. to me, that split up and that, you know, Black Sabbath coming out with Dio and Ozzy with Randy Rhodes. To me, to me, that's the best split up ever, excluding the Commodores. When Lionel Richie left the Commodores, <laughs> he blew up. Yeah. And the Commodores, yeah. that's well, what so I'm did, saying. I can't, so I can't did Diana Ross better... and the Supremes. Well, how, where go. are we going with this? I'm not sure. I just thought. I'm not sure how we got on the Commodores. Yeah. But, Guys, okay. I'll tell you what I thought. When I first heard Ozzy got, through, Ozzy got thrown out, I was like, that's it for Ozzy. That's it for Sabbath. Yeah. It was that's over. it. It's over. There's, it's over. Heaven and Hell comes out, and I was like, this is, it was mind-blowing. It was. It's such a good album. And to me, if I can throw this in, guys, Lonely is the Word, the last mm-hmm. song on Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. If you want to get your blues on with Tony, I only yeah. play blues guitar. Yeah. Listen to it. Lady Evil is my favorite song on that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that, that bass line at the beginning of the way that song kicks in yeah. is so heavy. Oh, yeah. 
good stuff. And, and, and Ronnie James Dio just growls on that thing. It's, it's awesome. Like not a, they're not a bad track on the album. No, no. It isn't. Absolutely not. One, and, and I think keeping it to eight songs, perfect. Yeah. Um, one, one other quick story. Jerry and I, I don't know, I think you were there with us when we were working at the dairy. And sure. Michael when Anthony comes in here, and I've told this story before. Yeah, I'm a big Sabbath fan. Ozzy can do no wrong in my mind. Never say die. What a show. What a concert. All this stuff. Now, they've just toured with, with Van Halen opening up. And the first thing I asked Michael Anthony, what's it like touring with Ozzy? What a POS. What a, what a goof. What a clown. That talent, he just cut him at the knees. Man, said, really? You know he just, we blew him away and, and Sabbath away every night. Blew them off the stage. But they had that attitude. And you know what? They were doing it. Years later, Ozzy said, wow, this new band Van Halen came out and made us all rethink our careers. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Kicked kick their butts every night. Every right? night. Yeah. All right. But, Unreal. I, I remember that night, Frank, when he drove in in his Porsche. In his oh. Porsche, yeah. So, Michael Anthony, oh. if, you're, if you happen to be listening to this, we thank you. We haven't forgotten you. You don't remember Glendora us. Derry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember his time in Glendora. Uh, probably. <laughs> he had a house up in the hills for a long time. He had that house up the top of forever, I think. It was the top of Grand Avenue, right? Yep. Gated community, yep. fancy pants. Yeah. Yeah. One time on KLOS, I was listening to a Billy Squire interview and a, it was a call in with Bob Coburn and this girl's all excited. And she goes, oh, Billy, I saw you at the Universal Amphitheater. And he cuts her off and goes, that's funny. I didn't see you. And it, what a dick. Yes. And it just ruined. She, did, she forgot her question. She forgot what she was going to ask, ask him. And I'm like, this is how you thank your fans. That, you know, just being smart that's a ween right there. Yep. So. I'd say Michael Anthony wasn't that way. He came in and, and he gave a bunch of teenagers a thrill of a lifetime meeting a rock star, oh, a true yourself, rock star. Yourself, myself, and Greg, too, yeah. right? Greg was there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know, so. I had the opportunity to meet Michael. I was at a little club in Pasadena called Pookie's. And uh, I don't know if you guys ever went to Pookie's. It was a sandwich shop during the day, and they had bands <laughs> play at night. And Wonderful. Uh, you, you could it. probably... You could probably fit maybe 120 people in cool. there all standing up. And and Michael was there one night. And, you know, so everybody's, oh, you know, Michael Anthony's over there. And he's he's a Pasadena guy yeah. or Altadena, wherever he's yeah. from. But, mm-hmm. um, and I just thought, yeah, I'm not, not going to go bother him. So I just totally passed wow. on going and shaking his hand or whatever. Because I thought, yeah. like, I know, because I figured, like, you know, he's just out for an evening. Just you got to be used to it, though. We're fans. You get all googly-googly when you're fans, you know. Uh, I, wa- I wanted to hug him. At, I met him at um, Chick Sporting Goods after the, the dairy incident. You know, I ran up to him and, like, hey, do you remember me? I, I, he's like, yeah, sure, guy, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah rock yeah. on. That's funny. That's funny. I didn't see you at Basically, the dairy. Basically, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? He was cool. He was he was cooler yeah. than the other side of the pillow, guys. That's, yeah, everybody everybody cool. says he's a, an extremely nice guy, and yep. I'm sure he would have been very gracious and everything, but yeah. I, I just didn't feel like I wanted to bug him, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> yeah, I get you, too. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> well, guys, you got anything else you want to say about Heaven and Hell? This is the greatest Black Sabbath album ever. Um, greatest Black Sabbath album ever. <sighs> Guys, really? in 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 my opinion, my opinion well, too. When I when I put on the first Sabbath album, I, I I do not concur. Now, of course, the mixing's better, everything's better, but we're you talking what a like, ten year time difference. You like the first Black Sabbath album better than yes, Sabotage, better than Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, so, better yes, than I Technical do. Ecstasy. It was the first, to me, it's because it was the first one. And you know what gets me the most? Going Frank is that album cover of the first album. It's I think spooky. that's the best. Yeah, yeah it's old witch on the front or whatever it is. And she's green and scary yeah. and it's in a graveyard. You know what I, I didn't like is when it first came out, they didn't have um, um, 
evil woman on it. And then the import had it on there. Oh, really? And if you get the the first the American edition, it didn't have uh, evil woman. And, you mean uh, Lady Evil? No, this was Evil Woman. This is the Aussie evil version. Yellow? The evil song. Oh, yeah. Oz, oh, oh okay. yeah, and it was a really catchy song. It was, I, I thought, the best song, you know, that they had done because it was almost a, a toe tapper, you know. And, Guys, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and say this on the record, on a JFJ conspiracy record. If you ask anybody on the street, who sings for Black Sabbath? I'll say Ozzy. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to say deal. No, no. I'm not going to ask him what the best Black Sabbath if, album is, though. If you ask me who sang for Sabbath, I'd say I have no idea at the moment. Oh, you wouldn't say Tony Martin? You wouldn't say uh, Glenn Hughes? I, I don't uh, know. I don't know who's with them now. Glenn Hughes. Is, he... What's the last studio album? Wasn't Ozzy on the last studio album? I well, think yeah, he was 13. the last guy to sing with them, right? Yeah. The last studio album. That's how, yeah. I, that's how I do it. Yeah, 13, yeah. and then they did the end, the... Uh... And I don't know if you guys got their last studio album. No, I don't. Hey, you know no. what's good about that album? You know how it ends? With that yeah. same church bell and, and lightning and thunder that the first album starts with. Ah, good way to go out. Very fitting. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Well was, done. It was Thanks. eerie when I heard it. I mean, I, I threw that thing on, listened to the whole album, and at the end of it, it's faded out, and you hear the rain coming down. And I'm like, well, this is odd. What is it? And then the... Ah the lightning and thunder and then the church bells and that's how it ends. You're going to have to check that out. Please do. Uh, Tony yes. Iommi, Tony Iommi did say hi to me once though. Did he? He didn't yeah. punch you? Now, he didn't punch me. Did you approach him and say hi or were you? No, I was, I was working as a valet and we were doing a, I, I don't know how we ended up. We were at some hotel in West Hollywood and uh, we were specifically told like, there's people staying here. You don't, don't talk talk to, him. to him. You don't. Yeah, you don't. But um, he was across the street at some club and came walking back to the hotel. And uh, as he was coming up, I was like, holy cat, that's Tony Iommi. And he, mm-hmm. he walked past me and he was all, oh, hey, how's it going? I was like, but he didn't good. say how, he how said it with an English accent, right? Yes. OK, well, let's tell the story correctly. So yeah. oh, I'm sorry. How you doing? I can't Jim? do it. I can't do it. I'll sound like I'll sound like Dick Van Dyke if I do it in this So um, that's cool though. So anyway, at least he was friendly. He said yeah. hi or whatever. And so like the guy from the hotel that was there is like, "Hey, it's Tony Iommi." And he goes, "Yeah." Well, but no kidding. Technically, he wasn't even supposed to admit that it was Tony Iommi right. because because of their clientele, they're not allowed to. Probably saw your reaction, Jim. Probably saw you get all weird. That's yeah. cool. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, I couldn't have a job like that because I, when it comes to musicians and, and people that I like, I have so much respect for anyone that does that kind of thing. I'd I, lose it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, celebrity like movie it. stars, things like that. I don't care. I don't care about celebrities of, of that nature. Music's different though. Music, for whatever reason, I about yeah. about peed my pants when I was in an elevator at UCLA Medical Center with Eddie Van Halen. Uh, oh wow! My mom and I got into an elevator, and he he had his best friend was battling cancer at the time, and he gets on this uh-huh. elevator, and I'm shaking in my boots, and I turn around and I say, "I really like you guys better with David Lee Roth," and I, I'm just shaking as I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah. And he, what a, what a he, turd thing to say because he you was know, probably like, "Who is this punk?" <laughs> yeah, and he just looked at me and shrugged his shoulders like, "Oh well, Pim." Yeah, yeah. making more money, baby. Yeah, he pro- he's probably thinking to himself, "I like life a lot better without David Lee Roth." You know he was. <laughs> but I, I got off the elevator, and my mom says, "Really? Only That's Frank all would you say had to like say, that, Jim? Yeah, only yeah. Frank would come up with something like that. <laughs> hey, I love you, but you know you were better off before, brother. Oh, I, you know, man. I was not a I Van Hagar that. fan. That's our Frank. <laughs> I, I met I met Steve Perry when I was parking cars too. He came out wow. of a restaurant I was working at, and. uh 
I engaged him a little bit, and uh, he he didn't seem to be too thrilled to have somebody talking to him. So. Yeah. He might I mean, be I, little... you know, but same kind of thing. You know, he's out to dinner. He's leaving the <laughs> restaurant, and excuse me, I'm I'm engaging him a little bit, and he's kind of right. like. Can can I go now? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. And they, they get. And I'm holding the keys to the car, going, "No, you're not going anywhere." Yeah, you're not done answering my questions. Yeah, yeah. you got to figure you're one person out of his whole day that is constantly like that. Yeah. So you you know, but the way I see it is, you're, I'm never going to see that person again. So, you know, I'm going to say hello. So. I'm going to tell him I like them better go. with the old singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look Filipino. Yeah. Uh, I'm never going to see Eddie yeah, again. Jer- hey, yeah, Ed, Jer- I got Journey was to tell good. You. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? Well, they should understand do? at a certain point. There's gonna be, I mean, because you, us three, are reasonably, you know, mellow dudes. But I think even to this day, if I saw somebody like that, I'd get all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I would. You know, I can't think of anybody right off the top. You know, Joe Satriani, I would. I'd I get think, weird. Yeah, and I think yeah. they put. Uh, yeah, I hear he's really hit and miss. Joe Satriani. Really. No. Yeah, okay. I talked to a guy that worked at his label, and he specifically went to the label to work there because Joe Satriani was on that label. I don't, it was yeah. Relativity or something like that. And, mm. and that was kind of like his goal to meet Joe Satriani. And then when he met him, he said, like, well, he's really hit and miss. Some yeah. days he's really cool. Other days, he's kind of a punk. Mm. <laughs> so, well, that's there you go, folks. Yeah. But he gets tired of answering the same questions all the time, that's right? The thing. So that's the You're seeing them all day long like that. Good point. Good point, guys. Yeah. Well, Guys, um, this next episode, episode nine, will be Jim's pick uh, for a classic album to revisit. You're so, up, Jim. What do you got for us? Yeah, I just realized today, I was like, hey, I think I'm supposed to pick an album. Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Cheap Trick, in color, oh. black and white. Nice. Nice, nice. Mm, so I was, deba- I was debating going second album, right, Jim? Between it's their second. Oh. Yeah, second one. So I was debating that or live at Budokan. Just kind of, kind of what blew them up, but yeah, Budokan's um, what broke them. But I heard uh, so many good songs. I think In Color's a great album. It so is. Yeah. We'll yeah. Go with that one. What was their deal with those album covers? With two of them on one side and two of them on the, the other. Two, the two studs in front and the two dorks on yeah, back. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was great. I mean, it's funny how they had that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a good They'll pick. They'll all shook up. I'll shook up. They're all four on front. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, Cheap trick in color. Ah. I like it, Jim. Yes. I, I'm going to like going back to that. I that's remember a little face when I was into that. Yeah. 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 See, now you call them power pop. And uh, I call them a straight out rock band. They, 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 they rocked when they wanted to. That first album, especially. Yeah, the first album completely rocked. Yeah, that was yes. almost a punk album. Yeah, I would agree, Frank. Yeah, it was raw. But in uh, color right. had a lot of radio friendly tunes. Sure and, did. And, yes, they they reeled it in a little. And at a yeah. certain point, they became the American Beatles. You know, they just kind of had the harmonies and. They just took off with it, and, and some people may not hundred uh, percent agree with that, but I liked them. They, they were our answer to the Beatles yep, as yep, far as yep. you know the type of music they're playing. Uh, because I wasn't a Beatles nut, I didn't realize it till much later, like how badly they wanted to be the Beatles. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they they really did that. Now you said power pop, so if you go on their website, I believe it's on their website. Mm-hmm. If you go to their bio, 
they call themselves the undis- I think it's undisputed kings. undisputed kings mm-hmm. of power pop. So really, oh. I mean it's undisputable. So but how you do don't, you dispute you that? Don't, you don't get to name yourself though. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, right? Thank you, Frank. Thank you, you for that. You don't somebody. Get, yeah. You don't they get owned that. it evidently. You, you don't get to tell me what your nickname is. I'll give you a nickname. <laughs> yeah, don't that's tell right. me what your nickname is. But according to them, they are they are the undisputed kings. Really? Yeah. Well. Well, I'm the undisputed king of podcasts. What about that? That's right. See, you're See, the I'm undisputed king. You're the un- how do we how do well, we? Get- how can anybody people- argue that now? Yeah, how <laughs> do we it's argue it's that? undisputed. It's undisputed. <laughs> oh, we I'm do sure there's cover guys, but there's only three of us. Who's going to be on front? Who's going to be on back? Oh, we be should the- all three be on the back, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dark's on the somebody, back. Somebody, somebody has to carry Frank's crown. <laughs> yeah, that'll be me. Oh Lord, I love it. All right. right, guys. Well, I tell you what, we'll revisit uh, Cheap Trick in Color on the next episode. We'll bring you some more music. And until then, I guess the shop is closed, huh? Keep rocking, folks. Shop is closed. All right. Goodbye.